Um, so for example, there are some apps which are region specific, right? So even if you get uh, featured on the global app store, it might not really make a difference. But if you get yeah. featured on the regional app store, you can see like, you know, three to five X jump in, you know, the number of customers that you see during that phase, right? Welcome back to Indie Worldwide. My name is Anthony Castro and I'll be your host. Today I have Koss, the founder of GetMason. Um, Welcome to the studio. Thank Virtual you for studio. having me here. Yeah, thank you for having me here. <laughs> um, could you start by just telling us what is cost, how does it work, and who is it for? What's Mason, you mean? Cost is just yes. me. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> what is Mason? <laughs> what does it do, and who is it for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, well, I'm Kos, and uh, it's Kos Manjita. Uh, everybody calls me Kos. My full name is Kos Ambi, so for uh, all of you guys out there, if you want to give, give that a stab. Um, and me and my team have built out something called Mason. It's a no-code automation toolkit for storefronts in e-commerce in specific. And and what what does all that mean, right? Like you have so many jargons there, no-code and automation and, and, and toolkit and e-commerce. Well, if you look at, uh, you know, the whole e-commerce world and specifically with D2C, like completely exploding over this last couple of years, uh, all over uh, the world now, um, one interesting phenomena that's coming up is um, it's getting easier and easier to kind of set up a shop online, uh, but it's definitely the problem is shifting from how do I come online to how do I grow online? Right. Um, and because uh, let's face it, running anything operationally day to day is a lot of hard work. And specifically when it comes to, you know, an online store, you, you know, online, it's like a 24 seven business because your customers are coming in any point in time during the day from any channel. Right. And you got to make sure that whatever you have, uh, you know, showing in your storefront, uh, about your inventory, about your price, about all the new collections that you're launching, all of that is like fresh, updated, completely in sync with what's really happening in your business. Um, and that's work. Uh, that, that's operations. That's, uh, uh, you know, any time in the day, your trending products could change, right? Any time in your day, your, uh, you know, products could go out of stock. Uh, how do you make sure all of that information is replicated back across uh, to all your customers at each part of, you know, uh, you know, the customer funnel, right? The shopping funnel. And uh, that's hard. That's a lot of work unless you have something like Mason in between, which is which kind of connects with your store back office and with all your storefronts. Uh, so essentially your, your uh, you know, web store, your Instagram store, your Amazon store, and make sure that everything that's happening in your business, it's like bang in sync with what's, you know, displayed to your users in your storefronts. Um, so think of it like that, uh, you know, uh, like a Zapier and a Canva kind of coming together uh, to make sure that your store funnel is like, you know, working really well. So you could update like product images across all of your stores at the same time, or I think product images is a is a is a starting point. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, when you're running a business, you realize it's not as simple as just my catalog images. It's also yeah. saying that hey, let's 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 assume that you know. Um, 
you have an Instagram story and, you know, you see a bunch of really cool t-shirts and, and, but you want to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, whether your customers get to know which are the top trending t-shirts, like which are like, you know, uh, uh, the right sizes are available or not. Like imagine, and Anthony is on an Instagram story. He likes a cool tea. He clicks on it. He's in the shopping funnel. And, you know, it's stocked up <laughs> or the size is not there, which is even worse. Right. Um, so so all of that information is kind of taken care of. It's not just a product images, but all, you know, pushing all that information out there back um, in a visual way, which is like core to e-commerce. Gotcha. I'm seeing on your website is uh, like the um, kind of like demo GIF. And it's like, oh, your stock's going low. Automatically put just a few left yeah. inside the image itself for that product. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's doing all this automatically, pulling from your, your data and then updating the images for the products itself with things to highlight what's going exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. That's like the pulling from your data automatically is all your Zapier and putting it mm -hmm. on uh, that label on the product image is like That's the camera, camera, right? So, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I think I get it now. Um, so how did, would that work with like a featured item on Instagram? How does Mason know that that item was just featured and that it should be promoted? Yeah, so so it, it's all these rules can be set by the team uh, or by the, uh, you know, the merchant or the store owner, the brand maker themselves. So we give all the levers for them to choose like, hey, these are my product images. These are the product IDs that I'm putting out on that channel, etc. So they can pick and choose, you know, and make the rules that work for them in a way. Gotcha. Very cool. So I tried to sign up. It looks like it's still kind of like a waitlist system. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes. So we are on the Shopify app store. So unless if you have a Shopify store, so we, we just launched about a year, a bit more than a year back now. And, um, you know, the first version of the app was just a Shopify uh, first mm -hmm. app. Uh, so if you have a Shopify store and you're on the Shopify app store, you can just install it directly into your uh, store and you're good to go. But yes, we are now, uh, you know, uh, launching away from Shopify too. So if you have a stores or another, uh, you know, uh, uh, commerce platforms, you'll soon be able to, uh, you know, do that uh, uh, using uh, apps on on those, uh, you know, platforms. But for now, if you are a non-Shopify team, yes, you're on a wait list to be reached back to you. Uh, in this case, I'll make sure that, uh, you know, we know that Anthony doesn't have a store, but he's just uh, trying it out. Uh, but uh, essentially, you can just, you know, uh, uh, sign up with us, uh, our team, we reach back to you and we make sure that you're set up. How many um, users do you have now on the Shopify side? Yeah, I mean, it, it's agnostic. We do have a few teams who are non-Shopify too and who, uh, you know, kind of directly reached out to us and we've, uh, you know, helped uh, them uh, use the product, etc. It's headless too. So it's all mm -hmm. API backbone. So you can actually like connect to whatever you are. But of course, if you are, uh, you know, if, if the version of the app is compatible with a certain platform, it's much easier for you to use it um, uh, because then it's just one click install. Uh, so um, uh, we ha we've crossed uh, more than 10,000 teams using us now. That's amazing. Yeah. And what's the, what's the business model? When do they pay you? Yeah, we, we, I mean, we are freemium usage based, very, very standard uh, SaaS, uh, you know, pricing model, uh, easy for you to try out. And then after that, you know, it's a, a easy entry and based on whatever you're using, whatever you're not using, you pay, you pay as you go. Are you comfortable saying how much that is right now as terms of like MRR? No. <laughs> no. 
All right, fair enough. We can make our own guesses based on your pricing page. Yeah. Um, and 10,000 users. Um, so how are people finding out about you? Is it mostly through the Shopify store? Do you have other marketing channels that you're leveraging? Oh, well, we've uh, been very word of mouth heavy. Uh, so it's mm -hmm. right now that we have set up a marketing, we are early days of setting up a marketing team, early days of actually starting marketing. So it's primarily been just app store first, word of mouth. And you know, we also happen to win uh, the commerce awards on Shopify this year. Um, a lot of great uh, you know, experts in the, in the e-commerce ecosystem reaching out and uh, you know, uh, recommending us. So it's been very, very heavily organic and word of mouth. So not you never like been featured on the Shopify store or anything like that. It's all been just people talking to each other. If you're featured on the Shopify store, that's not really paid. Uh, that's mm -hmm. if you're a great, if you're a good app and, you know, uh, a lot of your customers are, uh, you know, rating you high. Uh, if if uh, your installs are high, if uh, people are not uninstalling, all of that yeah. uh, matter. And then uh, we've definitely been featured on the app store. We've been featured as staff picks twice. Okay, cool. How, so when you get that like staff pick, um, mm -hmm. what kind of bump do you see, if any? How valuable is it to be in that spot? It really depends on uh, where, what kind of, uh, you know, uh, customer base finds you valuable. Um, mm -hmm. So, for example, there are some apps which are region specific, right? So even if you get uh, featured on the global app store, it might not really make a difference. But if you get yeah. featured on the regional app store, you can see like, you know, three to five X jump in, you know, the number of customers that you see during that phase, right? Um, so for us, it's been very, uh, uh, you know, uh, it was great uplift. I think it was more of a trust thing that, hey, Shopify mm -hmm. trust is, so this is definitely, uh, you know, a, a well-trusted product kind of a thing. Um, but our customers were always following the Shopify distribution, which is we have a bunch of customers from uh, North Ham, from uh, UK, from uh, Germany, etc., which is very similar mm -hmm. to how the breakup that you see in Shopify. Um, so for us, it was a it was a great word of mouth vehicle. It was a great trust builder. Um, it was a fair enough bump uh, in traffic, uh, not as drastic as uh, for some teams who probably didn't have that sort of visibility before. Mm -hmm. Have you been doing anything to en to encourage word of mouth? Is there anything that you do to to get people to talk about you? No, we don't have a referral. Um, uh, we don't have anything which is incentivized referral at all. Um, mm -hmm. and, and when you come to think of it, like your persona you're talking about is also stores, right? Like they, they usually not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, uh, referral first or referral heavy, um, mm -hmm. uh, um, which is, you know, understandable considering they are all different brands and they're not necessarily you know working with it with each other to sort of like grow their own business um so so yeah it's it's uh, uh we don't have anything which is incentivized word of mouth um what we do uh, you know do is uh, we do have newsletters we do have content now starting to pick up where we feature our uh, you know top brands our favorite brands we um you know uh, do events uh, with starting to do events with other app partners, in fact, uh, where we join collectively and we kind of, you know, help uh, with educational content to sort of help merchants. So I, I assume those are uh, more evangelism-led routes that probably has led to a bit of word of mouth. Um, uh, being, uh, you know, helpful to merchants definitely helps out. Like, I think any app store, you, you know that, Anthony, like any app store, uh, how 
you know, your last 10 reviews have been really matter uh, because yeah. how other people kind of speak about you, whether they found it helpful, really helps other teams um, find you and hopefully try you, try you out. So in like the like Play Store, the, the hmm. App Store, um, hmm. a lot of apps will do things to encourage their users to leave reviews, like little pop-ups and things. Is there anything like that that you're able to do for Mason to encourage people to review you if they've had a good experience? So interestingly enough, Shopify has a very strong policy for like not incentivizing teams to, uh, mm. you know, ask for explicit reviews. So there's really not mm -hmm. much you can do around with that. Uh, the yeah. best you can do is when customers sort of reach out to you, uh, you know, if you like the experience, do, uh, you know, do give us a review, right? Like you can't right. even incentivize like, hey, give us five stars, we'll do this for you. Um, uh, it's not, uh, you know, encouraged and it's actually discouraged quite heavily in fact last year Shopify I remember did this whole um, you know plurge <laughs> almost of all uh, you know uh, a lot of apps which had probably incentivized uh, for reviews they kind of got um, uh, the reviews got um, you know taken back and kind of you know um, uh, negative I would say impact of that um, so you try your best to actually stay away from anything which is direct incentivization but more putting yeah. Very product hunt. It's very similar. In product hunt, you can't, when we're launching anything on product hunt, you can't go and ask anybody for a direct upvotes. So like you have to say, please help us. So it's, it's a very similar way. Yeah, I think that's good yeah. for the ecosystem. Yeah. Um, you don't I want agree. people gaming your system because then you're going to have not the best apps at the top. Yeah, absolutely. Or I guess maybe it's better to think everyone is going to game the system. So let's set rules that incentivize playing the game fairly. It's a fair point, but it's, I don't think this ecosystem though is as sophisticated as uh, product hunt. Um, mm. That's way more, right? Like, because you even know, um, uh, I mean, based on your followers, how much you actually engage with product hunt, there's so many things mm. out there that really matter based on the number of upvotes uh, you you know, given before how much you've engaged in the community. I, I, Shopify's app store is still evolving. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not really as, uh, you know, it's, it's not that someone who's used Shopify for a year versus someone who's used Shopify for five years, like there's different weightage to it. I don't think they're that sophisticated as yet. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, Product Hunt definitely is a more complicated algorithm than just upvote equals yeah. upvote. <laughs> It's, it's uh, exciting. I love it. I mean, it's so, because it totally um, fosters a very community first approach when you're launching anything yeah. on that, right? It, it totally forces you to rethink how you're thinking about launches. Have you launched Mason yet on Product Hunt? Uh, we, um, you know, when we first uh, 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 put our uh, micro app version of Mason on Shopify. We did uh, mm -hmm. uh, attempt a launch on Product Hunt. Um, a lot of learnings. I think these all these uh, comments I'm making <laughs> actually come yeah. from it, right? We did see a bunch of, uh, and this was like about a, a very early, like so clearly at least like 14 months back, right? But it mm -hmm. was fun because it taught us a lot about, hey, make sure that uh, when people are upvoting, it doesn't matter if they just created a profile. That's not really going to make any impact for you, right? Um, yeah. um, and, uh, um, you know, uh, things like if, if uh, evangelist or community influencer sort of 
comment on your uh, you know on your um, uh, product launch the you can see that impact directly like in the next 20 30 minutes one hour you suddenly see a bunch of really like you know uh, older members of the community coming and interacting with your product etc so we, it mm -hmm. didn't really go that well honestly speaking primarily because uh, I mean product hunt when you look at the community it's a it's not necessarily e-commerce first um, so yeah. um, you know you have a more technology product sort of a, a you know audience over there um, so it at least for us at that moment we were uh, we are still uh, you know uh, e-commerce first so it doesn't really make much of a sense for us to us anymore uh, but that was mm -hmm. great learning I think if you didn't launch it we wouldn't realize that yeah I think it's um, like a double-edged sword where both edges face the same way <laughs> to make a terrible metaphor if you have a bunch of customers who are already um, like on Product Hunt, then you're going to do much better on Product Hunt because, yeah. as you already pointed out, not every vote is equal on Product Hunt. So the people that are already there have more power to upvote you. And then two, um, if your customers aren't on Product Hunt to begin with, then again, you're not going to do as well because no. um, people who care about your product won't see it. A bunch of teams that we reached out, look, I've, I've, honestly, I think I've, in the last six months or so, I might have spoken to maybe like at least three to four hundred product hunters uh, or product mm -hmm. uh, hunt uh, evangelists, product hunt influencers, people who are like in the community. And it was very interesting. It was just uh, out of curiosity, like how do they approach uh, their launches, etc. Um, I should do a post about that. A lot of learning. And I think the primary learning was exactly this, right? Like. There were teams who launched like enterprise apps on Product Hunt. There were teams who launched like something very like, you know, different, like for sales or something like that. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, clear, clear, uh, you know, winners are always products which are applicable to everybody in some way or the other. Right. So your notions or your codas and, you know, stuff that you can use. Uh, anybody, uh, any of us can use and we can find meaning over there. Um, really does well or it has to be somewhere technology product or developer first right in some way it really does well uh, like retool did really well on product hunt mm. right uh, in each of their launches but um, you don't necessarily see like vertical specific products doing spectacular uh, in their launches primarily because it's more vertical specific and it doesn't really help on product hunt yeah so how did you get your initial users like say your first like hundred where, where, where did they come from Oh man, I mean, they came, of course, uh, on the App Store, right? And uh, and also a lot of direct outreach. Um, there are tons of. It's interesting how much e-commerce uh, brands, D two C brands, uh, they are kind of almost like looking for these little, uh, you know, solutions, right? And they are very alive and kicking in like Reddit, on Facebook groups, um, literally chatting with each other, recommending products to each other, um, giving suggestions to new <laughs> app launches. And we did that. We actually posted, I think our first 30 teams that started using us was Purely, a lot of them were purely these, like, hey, posting on groups, um, people literally pinging us and giving us feedback, like, you know, paragraphs mm -hmm. of feedback, right? And it was great. We, we were really amazed. Uh, didn't expect, honestly, something so vertical specific and people really, like, engaging to give you feedback. Um, but I guess that was one very interesting uh, observation, right? Even on 
the Shopify has like its own community, WooCommerce has its own community, um, you know, people who are building on Wix, uh, you know, stores, they yeah. have their own uh, little communities and they're very active. They definitely, you know, respond back um, uh, and, uh, you know, give you feedback, sometimes just openly speak about their problems. Say like, this is great, but actually we would prefer this, right? Uh, yeah. So a lot of our roadmap um, and the directionally when we realized that, hey, like uh, automation is important, right? Like, um, you know, uh, keeping things very easy to use is so important because as a brand, as a new brand, you have so many things to worry about, right? Uh, you have so many channels to crack and you have like your entire store conversion to like uplift to, you know, crazy numbers. And it, it, the last thing you want to worry about is like, hey, I want to, I have to learn like 50 new things now. Uh, so keeping the products and the apps which are specific to e-commerce very simple easy to use are so important so all these feedback we got in the early days it was really great a lot of people are scared to post on like facebook groups and especially mm -hmm. reddit i think has a reputation mm -hmm. for being very negative about even talking about a product you're making yeah do you have yeah. any tips there what was your approach for not getting <laughs> like banned which is what a lot of people are afraid of yeah i, I think if you, you can't be marketing and I think it helps because as I mentioned we literally are a product team um, I've been a product manager for a large part of my life uh, of my career my co-founder is uh, you know pure tech uh, uh, platforms uh, you know uh, machine learning and all of that and I think we were genuinely interested in getting feedback like there was not an ounce of marketing in anything ever right um, so it was I think that really helped because it kept it real we feel we really feel the space we uh, i've worked in e-commerce uh, as a product manager uh, you know in walmart lab subsidiary and an alibaba subsidiary so it, there's a lot of that context and so it was just general interest and curiosity and genuine you know need to like solve a problem that's about it and i think all our conversations even now um, uh, we pick up support tickets even now, of course, we continue to do that uh, as uh, even as founders uh, and we are building our product team now. So we are, you know, we are encouraging uh, them. Hey, let's always be there, like coming from a solution first angle and not necessarily upselling, cross selling. It doesn't matter. It'll all happen. Right. Um, yeah. I'm sure that as you keep growing, you know, you're, you have to change a lot of that. In the sense, you have to evolve a lot of that and you have to build more, uh, you know, solid systems around it. We are doing, uh, starting to do that. But I think you can't lose that ethos of we want to solve the problem, right, first. And I think as, as like ingrained product guys, you, you have that. So be part of the community that you're targeting and be genuine in your approach with them. Uh, yeah, I mean, be part of the community or not, even if you say that I'm new to Reddit, <laughs> but right. I really need your help. That's good, too. They're OK with it. Uh, but I, I need your help. I need you to give me like tear, tear down. You know, um, if, mm -hmm. if you think it's not working, tell me five reasons why it's not working. And what do you think will work? Right. Um, yeah. uh, don't, don't just be negative, but do tell me what do you think will not work. Right. So that's it. Yeah, I, th I feel like people like smell on you really quick if you're in any way presenting yourself as someone you're not or trying to like totally. get one over on them yeah and they I jump think on you do. yeah they do we've seen that but uh, luckily for us it's, it's not been 
um, there have been, uh, you know, feedback that during our product hunt launch, I totally forgot. That was a fun thing. Uh, fun. <laughs> so someone just like said that, hey, like this is like promoting consumerism or whatever. And I said, well, it's not about promoting consumerism. It's about people are st- are going to sell products. Like you can't run away yeah. from that, right? That's bread and butter. And if they're selling products, we're helping them sell better. I mean, you know, it's not about promoting consumerism. It's about people have since forever since society started <laughs> have traded yeah. and that's going to continue right um and these are all uh, you know teams that are trying to make a living in an honest way they're not swindling anybody they are just putting up a store and they're saying if you think it's good buy it if you don't like it don't mm-hmm. buy it again right um and we have complete right as discerning buyers and consumers to not go back to a brand if we don't care about their products right so yeah some people are just critics. They just like shitting on yeah. new things um, and yeah. then do nothing in their own life to address the problems that they raise. What? Yeah, I assume, um, I mean, uh, you know, he might have, that person might have had some bad experience. Is it that our intent is not to promote anybody, but if people are trying mm-hmm. to make an honest living, we, we love to help them. And beyond that, I can't control how, whether a brand is a positive brand or a negative brand. That's not on me. So maybe a couple more questions. Mm. Um, first, what is your goal for Mason in the, like the next year? Where are you trying mm. to get to? Yeah, I think uh, uh, you know it's just there. There are two. I've realized now, uh, you know, the second time doing a startup is that uh, it's very important as you move across, I would say, milestones uh, to keep mm-hmm. the goal very simple. The more complicated the goal. It just is like, and if you are also now building the team and, you know, growing yeah. customers and, you know, growing, trying to convert your startup or working on converting your startup to actually a company, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so keep it simple. So it's very simple. It's like, you know, uh, hit a hundred K in customers, right? Like keep it simple uh, by end of next year, try your best, uh, have your goals, have the whole team aligned to it. So we're just keeping things as simple as that is like, Hey, can we just put a number to it? Can we just go and hit it? And what would it take? Work backwards from there. What would it take? Would it be possible? Not possible. Uh, how, what are different skill sets we need now? Right. For example, we are not marketeers, but definitely marketing is important, right? Um, in some way, uh, Content is important. Evangelism is important. So let's pull all of that in, right? Um, so yeah, trying to keep it simple. <laughs> Just one North Star. Let's all work for it. Do you have a plan for how you're going to get there? Uh, I mean, yeah, there are multiple, uh, you know, ways, as I mentioned, that we've been heavily organic, uh, uh, which basically is just word of mouth, but without having, uh, uh, you know, any other, uh, you know, levers uh, uh, that have opened up. Now we, uh, you know, are uh, doing pretty, starting to pick up our events and content Mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, uh, Definitely, uh, you know, those are the primary levers. There's no different rocket science there. It's just about yeah. consistency and and getting it done and finding the right voice because you understand your customers right like what do they want what help are they looking for can we provide that through content right and through events and st- uh, all of that so just working on that uh, building that muscle i would say uh, uh, the content and content marketing and event marketing sort of muscle in the team um and um 
the second is like, you know, um, uh, we started out on Shopify, but as I mentioned, uh, when we started the call, like that's, that was just a start because it was clearly the biggest, uh, fastest growing e-commerce platform, but of course, expanding mm -hmm. across platforms. So that's another mm -hmm. thing that we have on the roadmap. How large is the team right now? Um, it's uh, extremely tech and design and product heavy, as I already mentioned to you. So we are about mm -hmm. 25 people and yeah, now hopefully growing much faster because we'll have a lot of uh, great marketeers and content writers and evangelists mm -hmm. and product managers join us. Have you raised any money? Yes, we are. We've raised seed, um, uh, seed from VCs uh, like Excel. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, we're hoping uh, to also nail a series A soon. And then any advice for founders just starting out? Oh, well, <laughs> some, the, 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 this is where I think the imposter syndrome <laughs> stuff starts coming <laughs> in. I, I mean, I've done a lot of zero to tens and now 10 to 100 and now, you know, mm -hmm. trying to grow beyond. Let's how do you take it to scale something from 100 to like 100K, right? And um, I think um, it's, it's very interesting. Um, a lot of founders, early founders ask me, right, like what... Uh, I'm not a technologist. I'm, I've been a product manager, but I don't code. Uh, very important. I'm a product manager. I have been a product manager who's never coded. Uh, so there, there's all of that. I think the, the question that a lot of people who are trying to start up ask me is how do I find co-founders, right? And um, how do you know it's the right time, right? And I think there's like three things that you've got to think about, uh, you know. Uh, first is that, uh, before anything else, like, is the space something that you are willing to stick to for the next five, seven, ten years? You don't know how long it's going to take, right? And you got to have that, you know, commitment. Uh, like, the problem uh, area might shift. The way you solve it could shift, right? You, you could pivot yeah. several times. But if you like the space and you really care about it and you know fundamentally that you want to do something, you want to solve some problem in that space, right? You, you got to you got to be really like sure about that because it's something you have to wake up every day, every day. There's no Sunday, <laughs> at least in the, not, not in the first year or so. So you got to wake up every day and work like 16, 18, 19 hours a day, like work your ass off on, on that. Right. So, so you got to really love the space. You got to be committed to the space, whether you feel it personally or not. Um, and the second thing is that uh, you have whoever are your co-founders or whoever is your co-founder, it's exactly the same commitment. You've got to be, you know, around that person for a lot of your time, more than with your family for a while. And I think um, if you can't fundamentally or rather if you don't fundamentally have a similar directional, you know, uh, uh, you know, vision or goal, it's again hard. Like, like if I'm in it for the money and my co-founder is in it for, you know, saving the world, it's going to, you'll have decisions that you'll have to take many decisions you'll have to take, which might pull you in two different directions. Uh, so I think these two are very, very important. And the third is like, you know, you have to remember that no matter what, whether you are a technologist, whether you are a product guy, whether you are a marketing guy or whatever it is, you have to build a team, mm -hmm. you have to sell your vision all the time, sometimes till you're bored. <laughs> and all you want to do is sleep, but you got to like wake up and, you know, speak to that next new hire. Um, yeah, so you have to, hence you have to have one, which is you love the space so that you can continue to do three, which is speak about it with as much passion every day. So. Excellent. 
Um, this was Kaus from getmason.io. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, it was a pleasure getting to know you and your business. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great fun talk.